My name is Tony, and I was in a cult for over a decade. And my name is Lindsay, and my sister was in a cult for over a decade. And now I'm out. Lindsay and my family helped get me out, and we have created a podcast. Playing in Traffic. We interview survivors of the Wimscog. We cover topics of healing and topics of all things about cults. So tune in, like, subscribe, whatever all that means, and enjoy the process of deconstruction. Welcome to Playing in Traffic. This is our disclaimer song. This is our disclaimer song. It's our opinion. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. If you didn't want us to make a podcast about you, then you probably shouldn't have started a religion where you brainwashed people and separated them from your family, so it's kind of your fault. But don't sue us. Don't sue us. You know who you are, so don't do it. Don't sue us. Hi there! Hi, welcome <laughs> to Playing in Traffic. <laughs> Hi, everybody! Hi. Thank you for coming and listening today. This is episode eleven. Oh, nice! Yeah, episode eleven. You guys, today we have a very, very special guest. She's our new friend, Yay. our new dear friend that you know lives kind of far from us, but we uh, connected um, on the interwebs. We connected on the interwebs and we met, and um, she is also a former member of the church that I went to and um, shares a lot of experiences, and actually she did some YouTube videos um, that I watched when I was coming out, and her videos were really, really helpful, like so, so helpful, so we're going to talk to her about that, and so everybody welcome Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Hello. Hi, I'm so thank excited you so, to talk to you guys. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to do this with us today. So, um, Kelsey, if you want to just take a minute and kind of um, explain your an overview of your experience in the church. Um, Kelsey, are you in Oregon? Uh, well, I'm near Oregon. Um, okay. I always say I'm from Portland, but I'm actually um, in Washington. I live in a city called Vancouver. Oh, cool. So I say Portland because most people think Canada if I say Vancouver. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Is that where you were baptized? No, I was uh, baptized in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. How far so is I that? Had, uh, from from Vancouver, it's about two and a two two and a half hours away, depending on traffic. So not too far. Do they have a big church in Seattle? Now they do. Um, at the time when I was baptized, it was a it was a really small house church. I think there were like seven or eight of us at the time. Yeah, yeah. baptized in a bathtub. Well, I did too. Oh, really? <laughs> did you think it was weird? Uh, well, I was like, I was eighteen. I had just turned eighteen when I got baptized. So for me, it was like it. I don't know it it should like looking back like it should have been weird to me but I think I was just like okay I'll get baptized I yeah, know kind of went along with it it's so true I think when we're young like that it's like oh this is so cool you know yeah. it's almost like exciting because it's different and you feel like you're like 
you know, on the verge of finding something different or new or something. I don't know. Yeah. And I had like, and, and the reason why I was in Seattle is because um, I had just started school. I, I went to the University of Washington. So I just started school. Mm. And within like a week or two of moving there, and I knew nobody in Seattle, absolutely nobody. Mm. Um, and so uh, like, I had been wanting to go to a church or not, not necessarily go to a church, but to do a Bible study. And it seemed like everything around me, like for some reason you had to like pay to do a Bible study. Uh Um, And so, but these were the first people that they, like my computer had broke. So I was, you know, coming back from the library late at night and, you know, people from the, the church came up to me and, were like, have you ever heard of God, the mother in the Bible? And I was like, oh, no, I never heard of that. And they, you know, they showed me a couple of verses in the Bible. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then, you know, we exchanged numbers and um, they gave me a call and they saw our churches in Linwood. And I had no idea. I'd never even heard of Linwood before. Mm. Um, so like literally the next day I got into a car with complete strangers to a city <laughs> I'd like never heard of <laughs> to a church that's in a house, which I had never even heard of the concept of house church at the time. Right. And, you know, just and got baptized that day. Mm. And, uh, I miss, you know, I miss being 18 and making bad choices like that. <laughs> right. 18-year-olds. <laughs> There were so many things that when I was a member that I just went along with that I, now I'm just like, oh, my God. Like when I was when I was 18, when I was 19, I got on a plane to go to South Korea wow. by myself with no contact information right. at all. You know, right. and this is before like, you know, smartphones that can hook up to Wi-Fi. Right. And so like I literally 19 years old got on a plane because um, I, I like as soon as I got to the airport, I asked the deacon, I said, OK, what's the the number for you know the the missionary and I knew I was, that was going to be there and she's like oh I don't have it oh. so I was like okay so he's gone on a plane and you know when you, you when you know when you fly to another country they you have to fill out the customs form and it asks you where are you staying <laughs> so I just like literally took out an L or took out the the church magazine <laughs> and <laughs> and uh just wrote down the address that was on the back oh, of that I think yeah. that we all did because we had no idea where we're going who we're going to be with. We didn't know anything. We're just going. Yeah. And that, and like that time, that was when like, I think North Korea, North Korea was up to something at that mm-hmm. time. And, um, and so like, I, I don't remember what they were up. I think they had sunk a ship or something like that, South Korean ah. ship or something like that. Um, it was back in 2009. So it would have been like, you know, whatever happened that year but mm. um so I remember like I I had called my my dad and I asked him I was like hey can I have like twelve hundred dollars to go to South Korea wow. and he's like absolutely not he's like, I don't <laughs> know what's going on over there and I was like fine I'll get the money myself and I did and, and you did um, yep I told yeah. people get the money to go yeah. it doesn't matter you find a way you find a way yeah because because like the opportunity to go to South Korea because like people want to go to South Korea because they, you know, there's a woman there that everybody believes is God. And so like, they'll, they'll do, they will do anything, anything to go. Cause like towards the, the end, like the time when I was like leaving, it wasn't like so much you sign up to go to Korea. It was, you get chosen to go to Korea. Okay. Yeah. And so, but, but you know, when I was 18, 19 years old, um, it was, it was, you sign up. And, and when I was ni- 19 was the second time I'd gone to Korea. And wow. the only the, the reason I was able to go so quickly after my first time was because 
that was for university students. And at the time I was the only university student wow. uh, in my, in my church. And people were like signing up for school to be able to go to Korea. Oh. Like that's the extent that they went to. So like they would sign up to become a student just so they could say they were a student to go to yeah. Korea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I believe it. Did you stay you Sign up for school? community college. Did, yeah, yes, did you, I did. You did. Oh, good. Did you graduate? Yes, I didn't uh, go to my graduation because it was on a Saturday, but I definitely, I definitely did graduate. But it was a, it was an extreme struggle. Did yeah. they um, shame you about that, or, or was that okay? No, they didn't. Um, I wasn't. So, I, I think part of the reason, because I know it's a mixed, it's a mixed thing for different people. I know that some folks that they definitely, you know, tried to get them to to quit school on their own. Um, but for me, I didn't really experience that because I think the time, around the time I was in school, there were a lot of like, how do I say, like university missions. Like that okay. was when they were, that's when they were like, um, I remember there was one year, I think it was t- 2009. Cause I went to school from 2007 to 2011. Oh. And I think in like 2009 is when they um, had like, they were having us like one summer, they were having us preach on university campuses. And they had like, and I don't know if it was just a Seattle thing. I don't think it was um, because they were opening up. I forgot what they're called now. They're not called Bible centers. They were called, I don't remember what they were called, but they were opening up like places on university campuses for Bible study. Yep. We did that also. We did that also in this side of the country. And it was also around that time. So I feel like that's probably why they didn't want you to stop school because they probably used you for like their Bible study groups, right? They, yeah, because in order to have something like that on a campus, you have to have you have to have active students who oh. are, you know, attending the university and part of that. Right. And so like I remember because like to even set up a club, I think we had to have like five university students um, at my school. And just to keep the five was like, oh, my gosh. And I was one of the five. Wow. It, was, it, was, it was a struggle. So. They needed universities, they Uh. needed people in a university enrolled and active to be able to, um, to, yeah, to to set up a club so that they can set up a booth so that they can have a designated location. It makes me so mad. You know, I spent so mad because those kids are so young. Yeah. They were in there. We're like, come to our Bible group. But really, our whole intention was to, you know. Get them baptized and make them gospel workers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and so it's like that, that's one of the that that's one of the things that I, I'm hoping to do within the next couple of years is I want to set something up to where um, create some kind of program to educate new yeah. college age kids. Um, to because I mean the the thing is is like it doesn't seem like a cult until you're there and you're already wrapped up in it. And when you're wrapped up in it, you don't even care that it's a cult. Yeah. Like with the church, like they told us all the time, like, you know, Oh, people call us a cult. It's okay. Like Jesus was called a cult leader 2000 years ago. Yeah. So it's like, so who cares? They're like, if they're like Christianity can be considered a cult. And it's like, that's a hard thing to come. That's a hard thing to, I mean, they're, they're right. Christianity can seem like a cult. Yeah. Um, but that's why, uh, do you think that's why we hate that word because they would say stuff like that over and over and over again? 
well for me I don't think I necessarily hated the word cult like I really didn't care when people said oh you're in a cult like I really didn't care but now being out of it yes yes and and it's the it's the impact of being it's a psychological effects of being in a cult that now bother me yes and so like you don't you don't realize it when you're in and you and I don't even think I realized it fully when I had just left um but now you know I left in 2017 and so now you know four years later like I definitely see how damaging cults really are and high demand groups like this one really is right yeah and they're kind of sneaky I mean like the 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 big ones that everyone knows about it's like how could anyone ever get involved in this but like this church is so sneaky because other than like the very very beginning like glaring like god is mother there's like some differences along the way but like it doesn't you don't realize what's happening to you. Like, it's so subtle, so subtle. It seems slow. like yeah. a regular non-denomination church. Well, and also how they phrase stuff is like, it sounds so common sense. Yeah. And I think that's what got me because I didn't have a background in going to church. Like, I had gone to church a couple of times when I was a kid, but like, not like consistently enough. Like, I mean, we didn't have a Bible or anything in our house or anything. We didn't, never did Bible study, anything like that. So for me, when they had said, have you heard of God the mother? And then they started, you know, giving, you know, the classic explanation, you know, like everything on earth has, you know, a father and a mother, then wouldn't it make sense that there exists, you know, a God, the father and God, the mother. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, and they always, in, in, in their studies, they always had like everyday common sense examples to relate stuff to. So for me, I'm like, okay, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and that is what really like kept me or that's, that's really what, you know, grabbed me. And what kept me was like, you know, nobody else, no other church explains stuff as simply as this one. So that's like, so in my head, even though there was some times, you know, within my time in the church that I wanted to leave, I'm like, okay, well, where, where do I go? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because there's no other church that like, you know, teaches, you know, we need to keep the Sabbath, we need to keep the Passover. There's no other church that does that. So it's like, I'm, you know, even though I'm not having a great time here, I'm having an awful time. (laughs) Where else do there's something in my head, I'm like, there's something wrong with me, because this is where I'm supposed to be. Did so, so you said when you got to school, like before you joined, that you were kind of already looking for a like a study group or Bible study? Yeah, because I, because like I was interested when I was in high school, I was interested in religions. Um, I mean, my high school was a public high school, but it definitely they they had some classes that you not necessarily religion classes, but it exposed you to like other cultures. And I always thought I I just love studying about religions at that time. So I had you know when I went to, but the one the one religion I didn't know anything about was Christianity. Um, like I knew a ton of stuff about Islam Buddhism even the Baha'i church Uh, like I knew like a ton of stuff about other religions but I didn't know anything about Christianity I was like I really want to do Bible study and but again like it's I wasn't like actively searching for anything it's just like it's just something that I wanted to do and so like whenever I would see like a flyer on campus or something like that like for some reason like the ones that I saw were like charging Mm. which I thought was really weird. Um, And this was the first one that just happened to approach me. 
and was like, you know, do you want to, you know, do you want to do Bible study? I was like, yeah, sure. And not only that, but to me, it made what they were saying made common sense. Yeah. And so that's what kind of like just roped me in. And they were so sweet. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're overly sweet. That overly. love bombing is for real. It yeah, especially really in the church. And yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they say you have to show mother's love. Yes. <laughs> mother's love is love bombing. Yeah. Uh, when I lived with Tony, she used to have a picture of mother hanging in our hallway together. And every oh time she'd walk by it, she'd just be like, oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, Tony, she's just some weird lady, a weird yeah, but if you if you believe that that's God, yeah. a picture of God in your house, you know, it'd be just yeah. like somebody having a picture of Jesus in it their house. It was weird. It was like we just had this photo and Tony would just gaze at it. And I'm like, hold on. I just want to say time out, though. Right. Like, congratulations on on um, on uh, graduating college, because yeah. that is really, really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and not a lot of people, you know, in these groups are able no, to do that. No. Most of them are pulled out. And yeah. then, you know. I'm sure that I know that it was definitely hard when you came out, but that might have been helpful when you came out to at least have a degree. Yes, yes. I would not have the job I have today without. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Because, yeah, that gave me something to fall back on. Because, yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen where the church has, you know, convinced people to leave school. Um, But I've also seen where, you know, people uh, more often I see when people take themselves out of school to Mm -hmm. do more for the gospel right it's not really the church asking you to do it you just automatically want to because you're like oh my god father's coming soon there's no time for this yeah and like I had a I had a uh overseer who would say things like um at the end of the day did you accomplish your mission for today or -hmm. they would say things like you know if father came tonight would you be going to heaven based on what you did today Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stuff like that and so like like you feel like compelled to spend every single free moment doing the church work because if if you know god came down that day if that day is the last day then you want to be caught doing something for the gospel for sure they said that which which when you compare to the dot one thing that always like kind of when they said stuff like that i always thought because they taught us that before the end mother would say no more preaching Right. So you right. so I always thought like, oh, you'd have a little bit of a heads up <laughs> because she has to say that first. Right. Or so like it, it is done or like it is finished. Yeah. Or she would yeah. tell you guys to stop. That is that part of like revelations? Is that I think so. I feel like I've heard that in Christianity. I mean that's well, like common that one well, had to do from the the tabernacle, the feast of tabernacles, and like when Moses was, you know, telling all the Israelites, if you can come and and you know bring all these free will offerings to build up the tabernacle, but it got to a point where there were too many offerings, and uh, Moses said, you know, no more, right? Uh, and then that they say that's a prophecy to explain, you know, um, us bringing the spiritual materials, which are you know the brothers and sisters, you know, the recruits, and to build up the spiritual temple. Um, but eventually there'll be a time where there's more than enough and mother will say no more, no more preaching. And but they were saying that about 2012. I was going to say, I understand. In 2012, did they kind of allude to that or what, did they ever say that? Well, that was the whole well, point. It was supposed to be done by 2012. Oh. Was that what you yeah. was? Yeah. Well, my understanding was end of 2012. But the thing is, is like the closer it got to 2012, the less they talked about 2012. Yeah. Right. And so, but, but I will say this, because I, I had only heard the 2012 prophecy once, and I believe I heard it, like, 
either end of 2009 or early 2010. And those kind of like studies, they didn't let us, at least in my Zion, they didn't let us take notes for those. Mm. And so, and, and, you know, I believe, cause they always said like, the reason you can't take notes is notes could get in the hands of the wrong person. And then Satan will use those notes against father, mother and something like that. But yep. now it's like evidence. That's why. Right. Um, but... that's right. <laughs> wow. We were yeah. told so many times, like probably we could take notes and then we would like have to um, destroy them. Like we'd have a big group meeting and they'd say, everybody get rid of your notes. You're not allowed to take notes anymore. And then over time, people would start taking notes again. And then they would say, everybody get rid of your notes. Like they'd have big meetings about it. Yeah. And they would and, and like when they told like if they were giving a study and they told you at that time, don't take notes. They had people walking up and down the aisles to make sure no one was taking notes. For wow. sure. Especially in Korea. Right. Like you're not allowed to take pictures in Korea. Yeah. And you're I not allowed know. to take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed to take pictures. You're not allowed to take notes. Anything like that. Yeah. And so it's it's uh, well, when I had gone the first time I had gone, I don't think they allowed us to take many notes. I think they, they kind of, because well, I went in 2008 and 2009, so it was, you know, a good amount of time ago. And so um, at that time, they were kind of like, here, you can take notes, here, you can't. And yeah. so, um, but again, they have, you know, people watching to make sure you don't take any notes. But you're never allowed to take pictures. How do you guys think yeah, they do that now with, like, cell phones? Like, all you'd have to do is hit record in your pocket. That's, I mean, well... That's true, but the thing is, is I only know for the United States, but in the United States, it's a state-by-state -state basis. So some states, you can record somebody without them knowing, oh, okay. and that would be an issue. Some states like Oregon um, and, you know, Washington, for example, you can't do that. Okay, um, so if you, you put you, it on YouTube, they could, like, sue you for that. Yeah, yeah, they could, because that's, you know, the people didn't know that they were being uh, recorded. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing, And but they don't, they definitely don't allow people to have their cell phones or any iPads in the sanctuary, out in the sanctuary. Oh, wow. We're, yeah. It's same in America too, right? Yeah. Like, well, that, well, I only know. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. I don't know about for other churches, but I know that for, you know, in the, at least in the U S um, yeah. Like you're not allowed to record pastor sermons or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. No. Well, um, I mean, again, if it's like a, I, I think if it's like a, uh, a state like I don't know any states off the top of my head but I know some right. states they they allow you if you're in a public setting which I don't know if a, I, I think a church counts as a public setting yeah. if you're in a public setting you can record somebody without their knowledge right yeah but the church would never allow you to oh no if they knew it no <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Absolutely yeah, they want to keep not. all their information. And that was one thing my sister, when she first, when I first started, she wanted to come for a service and they wouldn't let her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. She used to piss me off. I was like, let me just come sit in the back. I won't say anything. Tony's like, you just can't do that. And I'm like, that's so weird. I just want to come here. <laughs> I'm like, just get baptized like first and then you can keep a service. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want to get baptized. I don't believe in it. I just want to come <laughs> see what you guys do all day. Yeah. Well, no, I've seen people. I, you know, I've seen where people walk in just off, you know, just off the street because they see, oh, a church in service. Let me go to that church. Yeah, and, so and we have well, we have the the I don't know what they're called, but they the people two, one person sitting in the back that watches all the people. They're come like in. bodyguards. Yeah, yeah, bodyguards. And if they see like they'll ask like, OK, who invited you? And if they're like, oh, I just walked in. They'll walk them back out. Yeah. Wow. Say, oh, like, please, oh, yeah. like, here's my number. Call for a Bible study. And then, you know. Wow. Um, and I think it, and I think a lot of it had to do not only with the sermon, but also um, I was always told with the prayer of our wishes since it was in Korean. 
because they said, oh, it can freak some people out. Uh, and so it make them not want to come back to the church. Right. So, Weird. yeah. Yeah. You don't want to overwhelm them with all the things that they don't know about yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they, kill they say, their spirit too fast. Yeah. Like first. Exactly. Because they say, like, if you're doing chemistry, you don't just jump into chemistry. You got to do, like, X, Y, Z beforehand. You don't shove um, a steak down a baby's throat. You give them milk. Yeah. Yep. But it's all information control. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Because, like, when they're, when, you know, when we would go out preaching, like, we, you know, we wouldn't tell people all the requirements to be in the church. I mean, it's not just a matter of getting baptized. That's the easiest thing you got to do is get baptized and sit and listen to a Bible study. Yes. From then on, once they finish all those Bible studies with you, you have to start tithing and then you have to start preaching. Like, there's like, it's just, it's your entire, like your entire day, every single day, any kind of like free time has to be dedicated to the church, whether it's studying praying or preaching or being at the church or doing something for the church like that's what your free time should be yeah and so, you can't tell someone that off of the street because they're like uh, no fucking yeah yeah, <laughs> so yeah they're like i'm not joining that <laughs> yeah. one of the videos that really helped me so much i don't know why i had never thought about this was one of the videos that you were talking about and you thank you so much for doing those videos you were saying talking about sabbath day and about how sabbath is a day oh. of rest and like, you know, that's what we're taught. We're supposed to rest on the Sabbath. But then you were like, we nobody rests on the Sabbath because oh, Saturday yeah. is the busiest day of the whole the whole week. Yeah. And by the end of Saturday, you are so exhausted. I mean, you just yeah. pass out at the end. Your spirit, your body, your brain, everything is exhausted. Yeah. And I thought, and and that was the first time that it hit me. Like, oh my God, that's so true. And you so, never, once you join the church, you never have a Saturday off for the rest of your life until you decide to leave. Never. Never. I think in 10 years, I can count on one hand how many Sabbath days I miss. Right. It's, it's like, it's, it's grueling. Did you help with the children or? Yeah. 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 I, I <laughs> that was, that was real hard. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I, I mean, I did a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I didn't really have any kind of leadership role really until I um, had moved to Portland after I graduated. And so like, I was like co-group leader because there were, for some reason they had two of us as group leader over the young adult sisters. So I was co-group leader over the young adult sisters. I was course class teacher for a couple of years. I um, was in charge of the kids for a couple of years. Um, like my whole Sabbath day would be spent with the kids. And then they put me in charge of the teenagers, uh, teenage group for a while. And then I begged to get off of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I begged. It's and so then, um, hard for the teenage age. I mean, oh, yeah. It's hard for all the kids, but that age is. I don't blame any of the, I don't blame any of the kids. I, Cause it's, it, these, staying inside of a church, inside of a room, for you know 12 hours on a Saturday you know that's not ideal for any child uh -huh. so teenagers were separated out of the sanctuary too during Saturday. uh not no actually service. no actually um so I think I I know larger churches do it a little differently mine was uh we were in a building but we were still like number wise we were still pretty small only like 100 people 
Um, so like most of everybody was upstairs in the sanctuary during the service, except for like the the baby babies, like okay. the newborns. Yeah. They were downstairs. Um, but yeah. But like okay. probably like two and up is in the big sanctuary, right? Together. Yeah, yeah. And in the oh my gosh, like the, some some of the parents they would like do the craziest stuff to because like the kids had to stay awake during the service and so what they would do is they would i I saw one person she would take a pen and click the pen on and she'd like hit her kid in the kids in the um leg with the Mm -hmm. pen open um to to wake them up if they start Mm -hmm. falling asleep or they would make them like sit up and not allow allow them to put their backs against the pew Mm -hmm. um to make sure to help them stay awake and some, I mean, it, I mean, those services, when you, I mean, you mm. hear the same sermons over and over again. Mm. It's not mm. like, it's mm. not like, um, it's not like other churches where they're like motivational, like sermons. These are like the same sermons, different titles kind of thing. Right. Like, and it's, and there's only like, you know, 60 or 70 of them. Right. Yeah. Repetitive. You, that yeah, repetition it, over and over and over. But much for kids I mean it's hard enough for adults you know for the kids it's like unrealistic yeah and I know for me like I would definitely have a hard time staying awake during at least the afternoon service for sure and, and the worst was because I was one of the people that um gathered the offering during the service mm-hmm. and so I'd be sitting in front row and fall asleep <laughs> and so the person sitting next to me would always like nudge me awake until one day she was like She's like, if you don't start staying awake during service, I'm not going to mark you as as here. Oh, yeah, they take, a big no, they, they take attendance. No, they take attendance and send it to Korea. Yeah, all your attendance what? is recorded. Yeah, and if you don't have perfect attendance, you can't go to Korea to see uh, yeah, God the Mother. Yeah, that's how they decide, like, it, you know, what yeah. you can participate in, if you can be a certain leader or whatever, it's all recorded. Yeah. yeah, I remember people, like, punching themselves in the legs, trying to stay awake. Yep. <laughs> or, like, or, like, taking their nail and digging their nail into their hand. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. It is weird when you look back at it, but at the time, it feels normal. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, because, like, I don't, I don't know what it was. It was just, like, afternoon service would hit. I could have all oh, the energy afternoon. at the beginning of the service, and then like after the first you know after the the new songs it's just like lights out for me it was just (laughs) do you know what now looking back it's totally normal because you know you've been there since 8 a.m and then you just had this big old lunch and then you got to stay there till 10 p.m so of course you want to have a little nap at 2 30 you know (laughs) and you have to and like the thing is is like when you're in the church and only on the sabbath day but anytime you're in the church or around church members you have to be on yeah, for like sure. You, you can't show that you're tired. You can't show that there's any kind of problem you have. Like, you have to be positive and you have to be just on the don't entire you time. Like, don't you feel like that sort of created a cult identity? Like, now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, I feel like I was a separate person. Like, as soon as you yeah. the doors, you're just like, gotta smile, gotta have heavenly culture, heavenly etiquette. You can't show any, like, grumbling. Yep. And like you said, you just always have to be on, always ready to serve, always ready to go. And so you're constantly in this, like, state of stress, maybe? Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. And that's not healthy. Well, no, and, and you know, now they're even coming out with, like, you know, toxic positivity is, is a real thing. And, yeah. like, 
that fits the the church to a T because I mean, like, I don't know how many sermons I had to listen to where like, you know, the God, the mother would say things like, um, like you're like, when you're angry, you're choosing to be angry. Like you're choosing these bad emotions. So choose the positivity, fake, basically fake it till you make it. And like, we had to be positive so much that it just was not, it was not very healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's not real. That's yeah, not a human. Yeah. A human experience can be like tragic and yeah. And I remember all the time. Yeah, and you know what? I remember because um, when I was in the church, both my parents had died when I was in the church. Oh wow! And my mom had died in 2016, literally two days before a mission trip. Mm. Two days, and this was a mission trip coming to Portland. Mm. Um, so I was gonna join the mission trip, but at the time I I didn't. But of course. She she died like uh, three days before a Sabbath, mm. so I I have to go to the Sabbath. I can't show any kind of sad, um, negative emotion, anything. I have to be positive the whole time. Oh, and so, so and, sorry. And, but but I did the 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 deaconess. She knew what had happened, and she told me at the end of the Sabbath. She's like she's like good. She's like I'm really proud of you. Good job for not showing any emotion. Oh my. God. <laughs> Wow. It's so bad. Honestly, <laughs> I'm so sorry. At the time, I was really proud of myself. I was like, oh, I did good. But, you know, now it's like, oh, my God, it's so bad. <laughs> and they actually told me, our, the overseer's wife at the time had told me that the reason why my parents had died was because I wasn't preaching hard enough. <gasps> yeah, oh. and that still didn't make me leave. Oh. Wow. But, yeah, that still didn't make me leave. Um, but looking back now, I'm like, oh my god, that's so bad. Wow. When when yeah. you were in it, were your parents angry with you, or were they um just kind of no? All right. We no, I, they 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 really just didn't care. Um, I mean, they 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 definitely, you know, they they I, I did find out after my dad died how many people he told I was in a cult. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, a Korean cult specifically. Um, but uh. I mean, they never said anything to me and they never stopped me from, from, there's only like one time where my mom tried to stop me from going to a Sabbath day, but that was because like, she rightfully tried to stop me because it was like three, four inches of snow Mm. and to, to, you know, to, to the rest of the world that gets snow regularly, that's nothing. But for like Portland, half an inch, the whole thing is shut down. Like, (laughs) let me tell you. We had right. like half an inch, everything shut down. Uh, and yeah. So and and so my car, my car was not the greatest car, and tires definitely weren't good, and I definitely didn't have chains. Uh, but I I I drove to uh, the church that day, and to keep the Sabbath day. And there was a bunch of people that that lived closer that didn't make it, and they definitely, you know, were like the people with the strong faith came today. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so. Um, and then, like, if you live in a city that doesn't have snow often, everybody, everybody makes fun of those states, but if you don't have the infrastructure to take care of it, it's, like, so dangerous. Yeah, and it is. You don't clean the roads, you don't have your, nobody knows how to drive in it, it's so dangerous to drive. Well, let me tell you, we live in a state that has a ton of snow, not now, but, um, we would go, like, blizzards or whatever. You have to be at church. You walk. Jeez. You take the bus. You do whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. It's yeah. Like, it yeah, they matter. expected you. Yeah, they I mean, expected you. 
they it, it doesn't matter what's going on they expect you to be at the church mm-hmm. like i remember being told the story about how the um second la zion they had like fires in california and oh. one of the fires was really close to the church and this is a story i was told i don't know if you know this actually happened but what i was told was smoke was coming in from under the the doors oh my god and people still stayed mm. and so like like that's because how, they like, think they're going to be protected there yeah they think they'll be protected that the disaster will pa- literally pass over them but that's not the case mm-hmm. and then now like after you know natural disasters have destroyed some of the church buildings now they they change their the rhetoric and they're saying like oh you know the the disaster passes over the people not the buildings mm-hmm. and so it's yeah and then now it's like oh the 144,000 who kept the passover will be protected Mm. Kind of thing, and so it's yeah. They just keep changing it, but is uh, that change yeah. them? So well, because they now they have way more than 144,000 members. But a lot of groups, yeah. a lot of you know, different religions use that. Yeah, um, that's that like in number. It's in the Bible, yeah. but yeah. they all have that same problem. Like, yeah, 144,000 is in the Bible, but we have you know it hundreds is, of thousands of members. It is a cognitive so. dissonance, or what, is that the word that it would be? Like trying to squish in what the Bible's saying to like reality. Oh. What's that? Oh, is that cognitive? It's it's the I I always forget which one's which. It's the either eisegesis or exegesis. It's where you have your own interpretation and then you try to find verses in the Bible that will support that interpretation. Oh, they definitely Um, do that. Yeah, and so um, like, but with the Church of God, they got around that because they said, because I as I understand it, I you know I got baptized in two thousand seven, but as I understand from other people is that. You know, before 2007, they were saying 144,000 will be saved, but then they had more than 144,000. Um, so they changed it to 144,000 plus a great multitude mm-hmm. and a great multitude. They are the ones who will face physical death, but they're, they're still going to be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and the great multitude can't be counted. Mm-hmm. So so we were, so from that time, we were told, like, oh, we're still preaching because the the hundred forty the the hundred forty four thousand hadn't been found even though we had more than one hundred forty four thousand members what that meant was not everybody is one hundred forty four thousand because one hundred forty four thousand were the ones that like they're the best of the best not going to face physical death we don't know who they are we just everybody's to fighting to be them like there's so yeah. much competition to like be yeah. the best everybody's yeah. competing with each other don't you feel like that yeah oh yeah it's I mean it's a it's a numbers game it, it oh, really yeah. is. Because, I mean, you're like, they they literally take, and it's so weird, they literally take count of how many people you recruit, and mm. not only how many people you recruit, but how many people you recruit who come into the church, who are baptized, who start tithing, and who preach and bear fruit themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they take count of all these different things, and um, they call that bearing a talent. And so, like, like you know, the, te- I mean you would think that the more people you recruit, the better standing you are and like the more faithful you are. Um, and so it's like, like there's like the requirements like for course class, I saw so many, the course classes, the classes that they made us like, where we had to like basically study to become like to preach the subjects. Uh, but even, yeah, so we had to study to preach the subjects and course class, like one of the requirements to pass is you had to bear fruit which means you had to recruit somebody that comes to the church and gets baptized. And um, so many people 
failed course class, not because they failed the subject, but because they could not get anybody to come to the church to get baptized. Wow, and so they would be stuck in course class for years because so they couldn't. Yeah, it is. Because then you're stuck learning the same exact subjects over and over and over again. But then you're taught that the reason you're not bearing fruit is there's because something there's something wrong with you. Wrong with you. So yeah. Like only a good tree can bear a good fruit. Yeah. So like you have to be healthy. And so if you're not spiritually healthy, that's why you're not bearing fruit. So there's something yeah. within you that you need to change something wrong with you. Yeah. So you're yeah. constantly trying to figure it out. You're constantly preaching. You're crying. You're praying to bear fruit because you want to move up on your course class too. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, it's, and it's not only to move up in the course class. I mean, like yeah. when you're in a small enough church, yeah. like everybody knows whether or not you bore fruit. Right. Everybody like in my because I've only been in small churches. Right. Um, with like, you know, 100 members or less. Mm. And so everybody knows whether or not you bear fruit. For sure. Which means everybody knows whether or not there's something wrong with you. Right. Wow. Yeah. So it's just it's it's just a lot of like gaslighting. It Basically is. It's saying a lot there's of... something wrong with you because we're not growing, you mm. know. It's a lot of judging. You're judging yourself. You're judging yeah. others. It's a lot of judging. <laughs> and the thing is, within a cult environment, nobody really, it's weird because, like, um, nobody really teaches you these things. You just kind of, like, it, it's part of, I, maybe it's part of groupthink where you just kind of, like, you know, adapt to the environment around you. And so, like, for example, like, nobody taught us that, oh, if somebody's, you know, not wearing a skirt to service like you know like to you know inherently feel a little judgy towards them you know what i'm saying like nobody teaches you those kind of things you just kind of learn it it just happens in your brain yeah yeah and like with like you know preaching like like using certain techniques to preach you know depending on the person's background or depending on the environment around you or you know, just using certain techniques to kind of get people to to listen to you, to come in. Nobody, it's funny because, like, nobody really, some of them, yes, they're taught, but a lot of them, it's just you kind of pick up by watching everybody else. Yes. Wow. They and call so, it having discernment and yeah. like having wisdom of, like, mm-hmm. you know, different tactics, how to approach people, how to preach to some people, but not to other people. But really what yeah. you're doing is you're just continuing the mind control, you know, tactics, but you don't even know that you're doing it. No, you don't. You, you don't. don't. It just don't. becomes part of like your psyche. Your, yeah. It's so um, crazy. Yeah, interesting. Tony was telling me about your guys' letters to mother. Oh you my gosh, yeah. comfortable did, talking about that? Did you write letters? Yeah, I did. You know what's yeah, interesting? I did. I totally forgot about that. Even though it was such an important part of what we did, I completely forgot about it until like a few weeks ago. No, yeah, I mean, and that happens to me too. Like, you know, I, I'll forget it. I'll completely oh. forget about something until somebody else says something and it just sparks a memory. So weird. But yeah, yeah I mean, we would confess everything because we weren't, like you said, we weren't allowed to have any emotions, so we couldn't talk to each other. Our closest people that you're oh, with. Oh, you would confess the worst things you did in those letters. Yes. <laughs> you can't talk to your people that are with you, so they just say, oh, write to mother. Write to mother. So yep. you write everything. You confess everything, but. And then do you mail it? I never. No, under- it's through email. It's through the website. Everything oh. is through a oh. like website through an app. 
Well, yeah. so yeah, most of it's through the website, but there's times where oh. like if members are going to Korea, you can also you can, write her. Yeah. Especially yeah. and like and for me, I would write my letters in Korean. Oh wow. That was my that was my major in school was Korean. Oh, that's oh. so cool. It's cool and like very unfortunate at the same time because <laughs> I you know, what can you do with a degree in Korean? Um, but obviously, you know, because when I was going to school I hated school. I really, really did because I, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, all you wanted, all I wanted to do was preach. Right. And I was so jealous. Of all the <laughs> that's, that's, well, not, that's, that's not, not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> she thought you were going to say party or something. But no, you no. <laughs> oh my gosh. If only it was party. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Preaching no. was like partying. You caught me off oh guard there. <laughs> I did so so like all I wanted to do was preach because I was so jealous of all the members that got to preach full time. Yeah. And so I want I wanted to do that. And so so I thought, okay, how can I make my college experience worth it for the gospel? So my university at the time happened to be one of like two universities in the US where you can major in Korean. Wow. And so that's what I did. Wow. And so, um, so oh, hey. I bet they loved that. Oh no, they hated it. They hated it. We'll have to you know talk why? about that a little bit. The more. church hated that. Yes. You know why? Because then you could understand then, them. Yes. Then I can that's understand awesome. what they were saying. Because the 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 Korean women, it's like gossip central. Okay. Totally. I bet. Gossip, gossip central. Okay. And so, um, so. And so it was weird because, like, I, I would tell them, like, you know, every single time you guys don't want me to understand, I understand. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I, I would, you know, I could understand even if they, because they speak in Korean so that the others can't hear or they can't understand. They're not, and they're some speaking Korean because, you know, it's, it's easier. But at least in my Zion, the Zions, the majority of the time it was because they didn't want the others to understand. Or they were this talking so, about them right in front of them. You can read yeah. like the original writings and from father. Oh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not that skilled. Um, oh, okay. Because like for me, like Dude, I, I'm I sure wish... that's so complicated. I mean, that is a language. The, the, <laughs> the most complicated, complicated language. Oh, Korean, I, yes. bet. I bet it's like. Oh, yeah. reading it is simple. Reading it is very easy. The hard part is, and getting, I can get my point across in Korean, but the hard part for me is grammar. Uh-huh. Because the grammar, like we, like for us, like for English, it's like subject, verb, object. Like I bounce the ball, right? But in mm. Korean, it's subject, object, verb. So it'd be I the ball bounced, or just ball bounce, or mm. the ball bounce, uh-huh. or sorry, yeah, something like that. And so, um, and uh, it's just it, yeah. So yeah, so my major was Korean, and they hated it because yeah, I could understand what they were saying. Um, a lot of the time, so they couldn't really speak Korean in front of me, like they they wanted to. Um, and so, uh, yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. So you can see like the control of information, even from like the Korean members to the yeah. American members. You know, it's it's controlled yes. and it's different. So what it's, it's very of- it's very different for the Korean members. So you were like really in it. What finally, yeah. what helped you, what helped you get out? What, what finally did it? So for, so for me, like, I would say like, I mentally checked out like long before I actually checked out. Yeah. Um, because have I you would ever say heard, like, have you ever heard huh? that term like physically and mentally out? 
Yeah, that 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 describes it. I mean, like yeah. I was physically there. I was physically there for all the services. Yeah, I still, you know, I even went preaching. Um, but you oh. know, I, I lived about 35, 40 minutes away from the church. So I would do towards the end, like I was just like, oh, I don't want to drive all the way to this the city is near Portland. It's called Milwaukee. Actually, it's it's right next to a place called Happy Valley, which they liked. Oh my um, and so <laughs> it was in this city called Milwaukee and I was like I don't want to drive all the way to Milwaukee I just want to you know I just want to stay in Vancouver and just do just preach by myself here like I didn't even want to call like other members who lived here I just wanted to do it by myself and I did um wow and but and I and you know what I did it and I because they they also take attendance for preaching I, I sometimes I wouldn't even call them to tell them I went preaching. I would just do it by myself because I was just like checked out. But I was, it was weird. I was, it was weird. I was checked out, but I was still recruiting. And so, um, and, and as I'm recruiting, like I feel bad when I felt bad when people would like be excited to hear what I was saying. Cause I was like, you have no idea what you're in for if you decide to come. And so, but I, w- I was still doing it. And then, um, but what, what I was just, but because I wasn't reporting that I was going preaching and I obviously didn't, I, and I didn't have any like people that wanted to come get baptized. They, the overseer's wife would always tell me that I was lazy, that I needed to do more for the gospel. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, so I was just, I was just so tired of, I was just so tired of it all. I was so tired of constantly being broke. I mean, almost, almost all my money, if it didn't go to rent, it went to the church. Uh-huh. And there were some weeks where I only had like $20 for two weeks worth of food. Like it was just, it was, it was, I was broke beyond broke. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, and so, um, so what happened was I, in my head, I was like, I can't just leave because I'm tired like I I felt like I had to have a, a solid reason because if I if in my head if I leave because I'm tired that that would just prove them right that I'm just lazy mm. and so what I did was I started while I was working I would listen to um, the Leah Remini show mm. the her Scientology show and at that time it was like season one where she explains all the the doctrines of um of Scientology and then she interviews people who've like lost family members to the church like lost contact with family members because of you know disconnection and I was like this is in my head I was like you know what like because I was still in the church when I was listening to that and after like an episode or two I was like I gotta turn this off this is influencing my thoughts to to leave the church like I gotta turn this off it's scary when you first hear it yeah yeah and so I was like because it's because that's a completely different that's not even Scientology is not really a, it's just a church for tax purposes it's not really a church in that they you know believe in the bible or anything like that yeah um and so like this is like a group with completely different beliefs than the church i belong to but yet their tactics are so similar and so that's like re- really got me starting to think like okay like this is this is a cult maybe like this will push me to move but then at the same time, like, I was like, okay, I need to turn this off. This is influencing me way too much. But I literally couldn't stop thinking about that. And so, um, and then, because um, I know you guys had chat on a, a few episodes ago, um, that, that 
I don't know who who talked to him, but um, uh, and I definitely didn't know the backstory behind that that YouTube video. But his YouTube video, his conversation with that guy, um, like when I heard that one, I listened to that one at least. I I, I must have listened to it, you know, three four times all the way through. Oh, wow. Because I was like, I was like, okay, everything he's saying is so accurate. Like, he doesn't even, I don't even know who, I didn't even know who he was. And I, you know, I, I mean, I knew he wasn't part of my Zion, but I didn't even know who he was. But I was like, everything he's saying is so spot on. And so after I heard that, like, it, I think it only took me like two more Sabbaths before I was like, I just didn't show up. Wow. And, and so um, I was just, because like what because also like the overseer of my church something happened something happened to where him and his wife got a call on a third day and they were given less than a week to move back to california and um so like when they left like i didn't even want because i i had so many issues with this overseer and i knew a bunch of like members like they really liked this overseer but they didn't know all the behind the scenes stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I don't want to see these people all sad that they're going. Like mm. I was happy that, you know, um, I was happy to see, you know, them going. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. And so um, I just, I didn't show up and got a bunch of calls and didn't answer any of them. And then they showed up to my work on Monday. Oh, wow. And my work, you can't just walk in. Like yeah. there's a security office you have to go through. Right. So, I got a message on um, Skype from the security office saying my sister-in-law was there to see me. And I don't have a sister-in-law. And so I was like, oh, that's weird. But I was like, okay, I'll go see who it is. (laughs) I I did not expect it to be because it was was one of the Korean sisters um, that I was pretty close with. And... um, and so I was like, so I, I mean, I met with her because she, you know, came all the way and I was, you know, nice and, you know, and, uh, but yeah, she definitely showed up at my work and she was like, how come you didn't come? Just missing one Sabbath. Wow. Just one Sabbath. <laughs> oh, I believe it. How did that make you feel? Like, did that give you anxiety or did you, did you, were you like stressed when you saw her? Were you happy to I see mean, her? I definitely had anxiety. Um, and like, you know, even even though I've left, you know, even the people that it's weird, even the people that wronged me, I still care about them. Yeah. Like, even if this person, if I saw this person now, like I would gladly go get some coffee with this person. Right. I mean, like I, I do genuinely I mean, me and this person too, like this Korean sister, we we went through a lot together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I you know, I wasn't I mean, it definitely wasn't appropriate for her to show up in my work, but I definitely wasn't like angry over it. Right. But I did. She's like, basically, she was like, you know, just, you know, any questions you have about the church, just, you know, let's sit down, ask me anything. And I was already one of those people that like when other people like had questions about the church, they would send me to go dispel those questions. You right. Know? So I knew everything. That You're like, I say. don't have any questions. I'm just tired. <laughs> well, I was, that was, that was initially it. I was just tired. Yeah. I, mean, she, like, I just wanted yeah. to nap. <laughs> and she's, she's like, well, just come and try to keep at least one service. And I said, I th- I'll think about it because I'm really bad at saying no. Mm-hmm. So I'll think about it. And then um, again, in my mind, I was like, I have to have a concrete reason for leaving. 
Mm. Like I have to have some kind of reason. And so I, that's when I went online and I went on the examining site, the site they always tell us not to go to. Uh-huh. And um, I went to that site, read the entire site all the way through, which I had never done. Uh-huh. And the thing that stuck out the most that was kind of like the nail in the coffin to close this chapter was um, the tax forms. The, 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 the forms that they filled out to, for tax exempt status. Right. For Los Angeles and Bloomingdale, Illinois, I think, and then one in New York or New Jersey. But the LA one stood out to me because they said that the church was started in or around 1998 by founding father Kim Ju Chol. The oh, sorry, uh, by founding father. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I, yeah, the, I think that's fine. By the founding father, because it's on their a, own tax records. It's public information, right? Yeah, it, it is public information. Right. Um, it, it was started by that guy, founding father, um, because he had a vision from God, and I was like, yeah. "What that's in such the world? Why? Yeah, I was like, "What All in the that world is, is this? That's not who our founder is. That's not what year it was established. None of that is true." <laughs> and he didn't have a vision. I mean, how many right. times? Did, how many times did they criticize the Mormon church? Right. Because they said, oh, how can you believe Joseph Smith? He For says he a has vision. a vision. Right. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Right. And um, that's and why would they? Like, why would they lie? What's the point? Exactly. There's the no. Truth? I've got a, well, I got a theory I, on that, but we'll do that. Offline. I have a theory on I have a theory on that, too. <laughs> um, none, but, of us, none of us are brave enough to say that online. But <laughs> it's interesting because when you come out and then you just see that information, you're like, you know, all that stuff about? on that website is just shocking. shocking. Yeah, it is. Because when I was a member of the church, like I had seen that website a couple of times. I, you know, again, I was, you know, I was sometimes sent to go talk to people who looked at that website and dispel right. the stuff. So that's the thing is I read through the whole website. I knew exactly what they were going to say to each of the points on the website. Okay. Yeah. So what I did was I prepared one question ahead. And I wrote down just like almost a hundred questions, wow. wrote them all down. And I sat down with that person who came to my work and I said, okay, here are my questions. I looked on the examining site. And as soon as I said, I looked on the examining site, all calls, all texts from members completely stopped. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, um, because at yeah, that I, point, I think they kind of give up on you. Like, you know, well, they no, not because they gave up on me. I'm sure they were told not to talk to me. Right. It's also like part of their shunning, you know, like all of it yeah. is part of shunning. And, and then when did and you I, start doing videos? Did you start doing videos right away or? No, no, no. It was, um, I, I definitely didn't do it right away. It might've yeah. been like a year or more, maybe. I'm not sure maybe a year, year and a half, because um, when I first got out, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to make any videos. I was like, you know, people can just Google this on their own. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, there's a couple issues with that. I mean, you can Google the church, but unless you put the word cult with it, yeah. like, you know, the negative st- or the, not the negative stuff, the, um, the, you know, the truthful stuff about the church, you know, doesn't show up until like page two. Right. I know. Okay. And, and so because they I mean, they're good. At, they're good at what they do. They are yeah. very they they know search engine tactics like no other. That's yeah. why did you did you that's why because originally there were only like just maybe two, three church websites. Mm. Suddenly after 2013, 
they definitely created a website for every single uh-huh. you know big church and and uh-huh. more in at least in the u.s so now when people search you know the church name it's just all the church websites come up um maybe one news article will come up about the the usually it's the people magazine news article right. yeah um but the examining site, I think, is not until like page two or three, um, whereas it used to be the first thing that pops up when somebody Googles just the name of the church. But this site is so important because it's it's I mean, it has so many good pieces of information mm-hmm. um, that are, that all, are all public records. Right. Yeah, all, all in one thing. place. And so, I mean, you could spend a lot of time just reading through that site and that really I mean, that helps nail the, co- nail the you know, coffin shut on, you know, me attending that church. And um, so, again, I met with the person, asked her all the questions. She couldn't answer any of them. Oh. She wrote down some of them. She's like, I need to ask the pastor about this. So <laughs> she, she could. But the, but the one big thing, one big thing, one big question that I asked was, where is the proof that the founder was baptized in 1948? Oh. I said, so much of the doctrine is based off of that um if he wasn't baptized in 1948 he is not the second coming christ he is not god and then it all falls apart yeah so i said where's the proof that he was baptized in 1948 and she's like she's like oh well the proof was destroyed in a fire okay what fire when did that fire happen what location was it at and um i said what was the name of the church he was baptized into this is the Seventh-day Adventist church. I said, no, that's the, you know, overarching. I said, what's the specific church name? Um, so she couldn't answer any of those questions. And then I had found an article online that um, had photographic evidence of a record, because, again, I can read Korean, of him being baptized in 1954. And so, Wow. And that was on the examining site also. Shout out to that site. Well, that at the time, that wasn't on the examining site. Oh, um, it is now. Yeah, oh. yeah, I think so. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I saw that. And the thing is, luckily, because <laughs> that was the first time I had seen that. But luckily, the church had already written an article on, you know, their anti-examining site about um, all the issues with the the article saying he was baptized in 1954. So I read that through and I prepared again, one question ahead. And because they're, they're saying is, is like, oh, all the records are out of order. This is a fake document. Um, and I said, well, this was the 50s in Korea. They don't have Excel where they can just, you know, right. sort. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. said that what they're, I mean, a lot of churches, you know, in and around that time, they started creating records for like sense, like not censuses, but like genealogy. Yeah. And so I say it's very possible people are standing in a line to give their information or, you know, they're going up to people and saying, hey, what's your information? Writing it in their log. Right. I said, just because it's not in order is not proof that I mean, I'm not saying it's proof that it's valid, but I'm saying it's not proof that it's fake. Right. And I said, this is at least a record. Where's your record? Right. He was baptized in 1948. Right. And then she and then she had told me, she's like, oh, it was destroyed in a fire. Come to find later. Now I've heard from several people that suddenly they're starting to show a certificate. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? And I was like, and I, and I said, okay. I said, why? First of all, a couple issues with that. Why don't they make the certificate available so a third party can identify the validity of it? Right. First thing. Second thing is, if they had that all along, 
and people left because they didn't believe in unsung home or that he was baptized in 1948 your their blood is on your hands spiritually right so like they would never let that them? happen they would if they had exactly. that they would have shown that from the beginning yeah and so i i said i said you know and then third they told me it was destroyed in a fire. Right. <laughs> so, Which one is it? Yeah. I was like, y'all got some issues with this. Well, when so, I went to Korea, they have it in the museum. They have, like, you know, his Bible, and it says his baptism date in the Bible, which is supposed to be proof. Yeah, and that's, well, that's what I said. That's what I said. I said, right. first of all, so where's the proof that answers. was his Bible? Yeah. Because think about it. Like, there's pictures of him, like, the, the NC, or sorry, I mean, the, other branch church <laughs> that, that came out of you know the original church um they have pictures of the founder and when you see the pictures of like you know like the if you, if you remember what his bible i think they had three bibles in the the museum right right if you remember what the bibles look like and you see those pictures and in those pictures he has a bible with him oh. it's not the same one. Oh. and so and so for, so my question to them was first of all like how do we know that's his Bible? Second of all, how do we know that's his handwriting? None of his, you know, children were in this particular church. So why is it that this church would have his belongings? Right. Right. So I said, this isn't, this isn't undeniable proof that he was baptized in 1948. I could literally, you know, take a old Bible, right? I was baptized in 1956 and say, right. oh, look it, I found a Bible. Right. Like anybody you know, the can write that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anybody can write that. So that's not undeniable proof that he was baptized in 1948, but yet you expect me to give up my entire life. Right. Every give you all my, my money. Entire life, all my money because of some proof that you say exists, but right. can't be validated. And it's like the main basis of what we believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, everything comes from, like, if you can't prove that he was baptized in 1948, everything else comes crumbling down right. because all the teachings from the the church they all a lot of them are heavily leveraged from the seventh day adventist church right. some of them come from the unification church some of them come from the armstrong church right. like there's not any the only really unique doctrine is the doctrine of god the mother but even that's all like even even that i strongly well i i strongly believe was taken or leverage from the the woman they say claim to be God the mother in the early 80s you know mm. what I'm talking about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so like in the early early beginnings of different? the church uh-huh she what? claims to be she claimed to be God the mother and then it was shut down really quick what? well see that's the thing is they say she claims to be God the mother and I know on references it but yeah I've never seen the book yeah yeah so she actually and she actually wrote three books and one of the books she wrote was the was one in I forgot the year I want to say it was like 1978 mm. she wrote a book explaining why she felt that the founder was God mm. before then no one had talked about the founder being God mm. but she's the one that uh I mean her her writings about King David's study about I believe Melchizedek about Zion they were written before Ansung Ho wrote about it in his books. Mm. Wow. Did she so, turn around and start a different religion in Korea, in South Korea then? Because there is another. No. Like, I don't know what happened to there's her. There's another like mother, mother religion. Oh, that's the there's, Unification Church. There's also Eastern Lightning. Maybe that's there's the so yeah, Switzerland one. Or there's there's one in China. That one is in China. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. 
it's not a the the idea of a god the mother is not a unique idea to this church but what was unique was the way that they explained about it through the bible right i i believe and so but the thing is is i'm or i mean the founder he like he didn't write in any of his books those studies Mm. and so um so the only book that we know of where those studies appeared and you can see referenced in his problems or I mean, in one of the books that he wrote in the early 80s to dispel the idea of God the Mother, um, like Sorry. that, like those studies existed in her, in her books, or her book, allegedly. And so I, I firmly believe that those, her teachings, the current church leveraged from and said it came from the founder, but I don't believe it came from the founder. Right. Wow. Yeah, there's Again, so much opinion, there's yeah. so much that we don't know. I mean in Because America, there's because it's in Korean. That's right? the problem. We're so disconnected. I remember when I was like having so much faith here and I had this concept of, you know, like what the faith was, what my belief was. And then when I traveled to Korea, it was so different from what I imagined. Yeah. And I remember just feeling like this total like disconnect, but I was like okay well if this is what it is this is what i guess i'm believing in yeah and can we talk about how the the koreans were not expected to stay at the at zion all day on the sabbath day they were only expected just to keep the services right which was messed up you (laughs) know what i I mean i think some would leave but for the most part i think everybody would stay but a a good amount left that's what uh, i was that's what the Korean sisters told me when they were in Korea. Mm. Was a good amount leave. Mm. That's I think like I think like the ones like because you know like space is always an issue. I think right. the ones studying right. with you know people to get them baptized or new members. Obviously you know those ones will stay. Right. But there's a good amount that either go out preaching or um, go oh, home rest. and come back because there's so many there's so many of the churches in Korea. It's not like it's not like the U.S. where like you know some people might live you know 20 30 minutes away. Right. Um. It's you know there's one it's I mean, they're all over Korea. Korea is such a small country and you right. know, we know there's more than 400 of them in there. Right. So you can probably yeah. walk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of them did. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. when you first came out, like, did you sort of have a time where you were sort of in shock or like? Where you kind of had to like block all religion out or what was your experience like 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 you said it took about a year until you made videos so what was that year like i'm curious yeah so like it's it's weird like when i left i was like i again i didn't leave because of the doctrine so like when i left like in my head like i was very convinced that i was gonna go to hell Mm. um that something bad was going to happen to me mm. um because that's what they taught us they taught it's us so through, scary yeah. yeah they had they have a whole subject called apart from me you can do nothing that it's the intro of it is basically if you ever leave this church something bad's going to happen to you and you're gonna and and they show a verse in the bible that says you know it's it's like if you leave the if you leave the truth it's like a dog returning to its vomit yes. you know and it would have been better about for that you all the time yeah and and it would be better for you never to have known the truth at all yeah. Wow. And so, um, so like I fully believed that I was gonna go to hell when I left. Um, but I had to like just kind of like bury it because I was like, you know, I was like, because in in my head, I was like, 
if heaven is like this church, I'd rather go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the church was, it was, I mean, I, like, there's so many things that I wish that I could like say of, of like stuff I experienced, but you know, some of it's not my, not my story to tell, but I right. mean, That's I saw right so many terrible things when I was in the church and like, I look past every single one of them. And, um, and so I was like, you know what? I, I see I see people doing horrible things and getting rewarded in the church. Mm. And so I said, how can, you know, how how can this be the true church belonging to God with mm. all these things that I've seen mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, experienced? And so, um, so, like, that helped me kind of just, like, bury it down. But then, and, and so that took me a good long while. And the biggest, single-handedly, the biggest struggle I've had since I've left is trying to find something like a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> That's single-handedly the biggest one because like like when you're in the church, you feel like anything that you're doing that's not church related is like it's like a waste of time. Sinful. Like it, yeah, it's 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 a it, well for me it was like yeah, sinful but also like a waste of time. So like it it's you know, I, I still struggle with this, you know, somewhat today is like, you know, I'm like ugh, like finding something I enjoy doing and um because of that and even though i fully don't believe the church i don't believe the church at all today but i still struggle with that um but but again like you know after i left i think like maybe like a few months or maybe even a year after i left um i saw the um great light studios Mm. they did a they started doing videos about the church because i guess they had met some people from the church and I started doing videos explaining how through the Bible, the doctrine of, you know, God, the mother was, you know, not there or not, at least not there, not uh, truthful based on the explanation that the church gave. And so I was like, OK, like this might help me because I was like, you know, if I can understand from the because we're because when you're in the church, you're so indoctrinated. I mean, I knew that I, I passed all the course classes. I, you know, was even a course class teacher. Like I knew the subject in and out. Okay. And so, um, so I was like, maybe this will help me if I can like see through the Bible, how their teachings are wrong, then, you know, maybe this will, this will help me move on quicker or move on better. Right. And so I had sent them a message on Facebook saying like, Hey, I watched your video. And like, just basically ask questions about what they said. And then I said, hey, can you do an episode on the Passover? I was like, because that's a big, you know, that's a big thing. Because um, they, they, they teach the Passover is the only way to eternal life. Like without the Passover, like you're, it's nothing. Um, that's like the central teaching of the Bible is what they say. And so um, so they, they sent me some notes. <clears throat> and then I saw they did a video with, jeremy and jeremy was a former member of this church and when i saw that video i was like oh man like i want to tell my story now and so i made my own like i don't know how to do videos (laughs) (laughs) me neither that's why we do podcasts yeah oh my gosh like i don't know how to do videos at all so i just like filmed a video on my phone and i was like okay this is my story and then uh they commented on one of my or the i got a lot of nasty comments from members um oh yeah but uh then the great life studios commented and said hey will you do 
um, a video with us. And initially I turned him down because <laughs> I was scared. Because <laughs> yeah. it took a while for me to post that one video because right. I was like, oh my God, the church is going to sue me. Right. I didn't, I didn't sign any. Scary. I know I didn't sign any NDA. So yeah. I know it was okay on that front. But I was like, oh my God, the church is going to sue me for something. I know it. And so, <laughs> yeah. so I was like, so I told, um, I told them like initially, no, like, like I, I'm too scared to do it. And, um, and then eventually, obviously I said yes. And then we did it. And as soon as I did the first one, I was like, okay, I, you know, and then they just kept asking me to do more and more. So I was like, okay, you know, because like for me, cause they asked, cause the, before we did the video, they asked me, what are the, the main things that would, that if we took apart, um, would, you know, just basically dissolve the whole rest of their doctrine. Uh And so I gave them, you know, some topics and they, they, the one thing I really appreciate, one of the things, well, there's many, but one of the things I really appreciate about them is how much they do their research Uh and and, and prep work beforehand. And they came like, like, I mean, so when we did that first one, it just kind of clicked. And so we just kept doing more and more until, um, you know, recently we've, we've, been doing um their staff of moses book which is like all the countermeasures um i really i love those videos with great light studios and with jordan i mean when i first saw him i was nervous because of course he's a preacher Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay he's from babylon you know Mm -hmm. but then when i listened to him he was so respectful and he gave you guys like a like a safe platform to speak your truth. And I really love that. And he was not judgy or anything. Yeah. And I loved that so much. But then, like you said, you, you received a lot of um, hateful comments. Like oh, yeah. you, had a, you had a lot of support, <laughs> but those people, I mean, there were some comments and some bad ones. church members, you guys, the church members would say uh, it was something like, I want you know your hands and feet are going to be tied up and you're going to be burning in fire or something like yeah. that. And, yeah, I mean, and yeah. how did that make you feel when, I mean, like, church people are saying those awful things to you and you're not being awful. You guys weren't being mean. You were just speaking your story, you know? Yeah. Um. Honestly, like, they, they, they don't bother me too badly just because I I I know that people are saying they're they're caught up in this too i know um it's it's you know we that's the thing with cognitive dissonance is that you can you can give them all the proof in the world right yeah you can give them absolutely all the proof in the world you can even have a video of the founder saying this church is you know baloney you know this church is so fake i just did this for money you can have a video of that right they're still going to defend it saying that's fake right (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You can show them all the evidence in the world, and they're still not going to believe it uh, until they're ready to. That was me and Tony's relationship for, like, 10 years. Yeah. 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 Me researching and her going, oh, that was just Babylon. That's just fake. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. Does it ever, like, trigger you or, like, make you think, like, what? Because some of their stuff is kind of personal. Like, I saw one of them seem to be, like, um like a church member that maybe you were friends with or close to. Oh yeah. I know. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Does that trick you and like make you want to like, you know, did it ever in a way make you want to go back is kind of what I'm saying? No, 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 that's, that's the thing. That's what's kind of 
almost a little comical about those kind of comments is that they'll be like, you know, these videos, you're from Satan, you're going to burn in hell, you need to come back to the church. Right. What makes you think right. <laughs> your comment of telling me I'm going to burn in hell is going to make you want to come back? <laughs> yeah. Right. What's the time with you guys? Heck no. But, um, but, but it's like, also uh, like a fear, like, oh, my God, what if they're right? And what if I am going to go to hell? You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of something that. For me, I, yeah. I, I'm like at the time I was so far convinced that I, I first of all, looking on the examining site and seeing all the sketchy stuff that wasn't even doctrine related, but was just, you know, why is the church like, you know, you know, saying you know, incorrect, you know, founder information on the tax forms. Like to me, like that already proved that it was false, right? right. Everything else, like I knew it was false. I just needed to see it. Right. And so like in nothing, none of their comments ever made me think like, oh, they're right. Like I should go back. Like I've, since I've left, I've, and I'm a very, very indecisive person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, complete, like, especially when it comes with life decisions, I'm a very indecisive person. But the one thing that I never questioned was going, I, I never questioned, thought like I should go back because mm. I've left. Yeah. And well, you said, so you said earlier, you have a, you have a hard time saying no to people. Yeah. And I, and I know Tony and I have um, kind of that same quality. Like you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and you yeah. don't like people pleasing. We're people pleasers. And so yeah. I could see that kind of like dynamic of a personality Definitely. Like in conflict with that church because they're just like. Plus they're so nice. You know, they're like, yeah. just do all these things. And I know like for myself, if I'm asked to do something like that and you don't want to say no, even though you do want to say no, you don't always say that. And I could see like that being a conflicting like personality. Yeah, kind of yeah. it definitely is. Because even when you're going out preaching to somebody, mm-hmm. there's people that will stand and listen just because they don't want to say no. So you already, so you already got them, you know, you already got them close to you somehow. So I definitely think that affects it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're nice, but they're also pushy. Yeah. Very pushy. They're nice, but, but, but they know what they're doing and they know how to like get you in the sand to go get you get baptized. Totally. And I'm totally (laughs) the kind of like, not so much with the religion, but like, I definitely find myself being like, why did I get myself in this situation? Like, oh, I yeah, knew that yeah. that person was being overly right. pushy about that. Right. So I can't yeah. even imagine. I'm surprised that I never got wrapped up in it with Tony because I'm pretty like, it's pretty hard to say no to people. That's like really hard to learn in life. Yeah. Yeah. But back to that one comment, though, about somebody who seemed like they knew me. Yeah. yeah. I, I Because, okay, that one did trigger me a bit because I think I know who posted that I think that was the overseer at the time um and again like I had been doing again I had been doing like gospel work on the side and just not telling them Uh and so so because again they they you know take attendance for preaching right um like sometimes like I like my sister was in uh school at the time at a community college and sometimes I would go with her to the community college um, but I mean, I would go with her, but she thought I was just like studying, but I was really going around preaching. She oh. didn't know that. But um, but like, again, I didn't report it in. So like he was like, you never did this. Some members offered to to preach with you. And he's like, you were not a leader. And I was like, yes, yes, I was a leader. And if you had an issue with it, you should have taken it up with the people that made me a leader. <laughs> Right. And because also like, that feeling, I bet at the time you were like, well, at least God knows what I'm doing. I'm sure there was enough. Yeah. Like, they don't yeah. know what I'm doing, but God knows, like, my, what, my yeah, true God intention. knows everything, right? Yeah. 
and God would know, right? Yeah. Um, if if you know if the the woman they say is you know God the mother, if she's really God, she would know what I do. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I knew who that, I, I'm pretty sure I knew who that person was. Um, and like that overseer was the one that, you know, had like three, four days to move back to California. If that's the person, if that's not, right. you know, and they're listening, my bad, but <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty confident that that's the person. And, so, and yeah. And when I was like, when, and I was like, I wasn't like a, I wasn't the co-group leader um over the young adult sisters when that person was in charge but I was leader over the um the teenagers and I begged that man multiple times like please I don't want to be leader for the teenagers because the teenagers were like they were awful to each other I mean they're teenagers right they're very teenage they're very very much teenagers they were awful to each other the parents didn't care um the church i mean the the overseer's wife was mad at me because they wouldn't listen and apparently it's my fault that they won't listen and it was just it was just it was just a hot mess and i was like i was begging please don't make me do this and the overseer at the time he says well we don't have anyone that's qualified so i guess you're just gonna have to do it right now Mm. and so oh my gosh and so eventually they they you know they replaced me thank goodness Mm. um but it was just, yeah. So when when this overseer had met me, like I was already like I was checking out. I was just done. Right. And so yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the the it's, guy. It's so complicated uh, because you do build these com- you know these connections and these relationships with people that are in there, you know. And then um, I just find myself missing so many people, so many brothers yeah. and sisters, you know. Do you have anything you'd want to say to anybody like that's still in there, like? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I haven't really thought of this, but I mean, I I do, like you said, I do still care about the members who are there. Yeah. I mean, again, the majority of them, maybe not that overseer, but the majority of them, right. like, I would, like, if they said, hey, do you want to go get a cup of coffee? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I would, like, if they called me, I would pick up the phone, I would answer, I would talk to them. Right. Um, you know, like, I, uh, you know, I they can reach out to me if they'd like, but, you know, and even, even people who still want to stay in the church, like, I'm not going to make you leave. I'm not going to, usually if somebody contacts me, who's from the church, like I'll tell them like, Hey, I'm not going to make you leave. If you're, you know, if this makes you happy, then, you know, by all means, um, if you want some information from me, I can, you know, share with you what information I have and, you know, you know, you can make your own decision. Um, but if you just need somebody to, because sometimes people just need somebody to talk to. Right. Because you're not allowed to when you're in there. So yeah. it is nice or, to have, have someone to talk to. Yeah. Or they're frustrated with their leader right. and they can't talk to their leader because maybe they don't get along with their leader and they'll contact me. Right. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I mean, if, if, you know, to somebody who's still in the church, I would just say, you know, don't be afraid to do your research and ask questions and then really, really look at their answers to your questions. Are they trying to deflect? Are they trying to make you feel bad for asking the questions? And then, you know, look at all, look at all this and, you know, make your own decision. If, you know, if if this makes you happy, you know, by all means, but if, you know, if you're not having a good time, if you're, if you're feeling bad constantly and you really want to leave, don't be afraid to leave. 
Right. You, you know, you're not going to drop dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not going to go to hell. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that would be my message. Just do your research and do do what you want to do. Right. So, I mean, yeah. That's a great message. Yeah, it is sad. Like, I, I feel sad sometimes missing them. And Oh, I mean, they're great people. Right. I mean, it's, they're, they're really... I mean, the, a lot of the people that are in this group, they're they're very they're there because they genuinely believe what they're doing is right. They genuinely believe that they are saving the world. Right. And so, I mean, so if I, I wish, I wish the church would allow me to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I received messages saying the church said I'm on the side of Satan now and they need to mm-hmm. avoid me so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from my side on the outside it's kind of fun for me because I get to meet all of you guys like at the end as you come out I'm getting to meet all of you guys through this process and like you guys are all I, I can see what you guys are saying about the members how you guys miss them and they're all good people because everybody that I've met so far that's come out of it is like genuinely like a sweet like you're so sweet I've gotten, it's been so nice to like talk to other people that have come out and you guys just are all like genuinely, I could tell that you guys have like good hearts. You went in there with good intentions. You all came out because you, you know, you got frustrated with it. But I I imagine that like most of the normal members are like that. It's Mm -hmm. probably like one percent of the church. that's like intentionally. That's why it's so fun and everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time. You guys all seem like such great people. And so I can like imagine that the church is filled with like other great people that gets convoluted and complicated in this like cult mentality. Yeah, it does. I mean, your personality does tend to start changing when you're, when you're in the group, but, um, but yeah, for the most part, they're, they're really just really great people and um even people that I would you know spend time with even before the even before the church like if I had met them any other way like I would still spend time with them like they're they're I mean they're funny they're uh they're just they're they're great like at least the people I do they're they're really great um even some of the people who said some really awful stuff to me (laughs) like even some of them like I I I know that in my in my head I know that they said it because they're under the influence Right. Yeah. Of the group. Right. And so, right. and I get that. And I'm sure that even I said stuff, stuff like that too. Totally. I mean, we've been, know, we've church. been on their side before, so we understand their mind. Yeah. We've been rebuked and we've rebuked. Right. Know? And, um, Kelsey, just, I, uh, I, I wanted to ask you if you feel like people, have you compared your comments to any of like the male counterparts that have left? Cause Sometimes it's like with like the internet comments, I feel like I feel like people feel like they're allowed to be like way nastier to women online than they are men. That's just yeah. my like feminist take on the whole thing. Like your really? comments seem like the most crass to me. Like like I haven't seen any other I mean, and I haven't like looked at every comment anyone's ever made on like the male side of their videos and stuff, but yours seem like personal and like mean mean. Um, I've seen some definitely bad ones for for some of the males like jeremy got some real bad ones oh he did okay i was wondering if it was the same for all of you guys or if you feel like you're i feel like there's like this undertone of like women are you're allowed to say like way more evil things to women online i don't know well i think i probably have more simply just because i've made more videos okay um, because i've done a lot of videos with great light yeah um but uh 
yeah, I, you know, people have told me that I'm a clout chaser, that I'm just doing this for attention. Yeah. Um, like that kind with, of thing. Yeah, and that one makes me laugh because I have never, I have never asked to be on Great Life Studios. They've always asked me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we asked you, and for the record, well, we asked Kelsey to come on too. So just to let you all know. Like, like, <laughs> so right. It's, it's, Do you it's find just, it? Do you find it healing to speak out like this? Um, I do, I do yeah. because well, it, it's like a it's like a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do, yes, because I I think it's very important to even if you're not going to talk publicly to at least talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that be with you know just a friend, family member, or a therapist, I think you know it's it's very valuable to to talk it out loud so you right. don't keep it inside of you. Um, right. So, yes, in that sense, yes. Um, and, you know, other people have reached out to me and, you know, thankfully, you know, some of the videos have have helped them, um, which that's the only reason that I've done those videos is to to help others. Because because by helping others, I was really also helping myself because, you know, working with Great Life Studios and, and, and breaking down the doctrine, seeing through even regardless of my stance on the Bible now, you know, just seeing through the Bible that there are other ways to understand these verses and to read the context in which the verses are written because Lindsay I don't know if you know like you probably have experienced the bible study it goes from verse to yeah. you know another verse in the bible it's like back and forth through the bible yeah. yeah and um and so like to actually read the context in which these verses are written yeah. has been very helpful to myself and I think you know I and because like when I was in the church they always said that you know when people leave the church, they never talk about the doctrine. They only talk about the physical lives of the founder and, you know, God, the mother, they never talk about doctrine. And so I was like, you know what? Yes, we do talk about the doctrine. Yeah, right. And, so, and it is when you, when you read it, when you're in a Bible study, it's so like for when I would come, because, you know, I didn't have any like basic belief of like what, what the teaching was. It was like so dizzying. And then and then I would do that where I'd go back and read it like from the context of where it was taken out of. And I'm like, if you just read it like the whole page or the whole like chapter of what it's talking about, it makes, you know. Yeah, I mean, like also like, I mean, the Bible studies really don't make any sense Ugh. without the transitions. Yeah. Right. And so like you take because like when we learn to study, when we learn to preach the subjects, we learn like an introduction and then we have a transition to the first verse. You got the first verse and then you have a transition to the next verse. If you remove those transitions, yeah, the verses don't make sense together. They don't. And so, um, and so like, that's kind of how it started with, with, you know, great life studios and myself is that it was like, okay, here's the doctrines that I think like, if, you know, you're able to, do, you know, explain these through the Bible, how they are not the way the church says it is then it'll dissolve everything else. And then it kind of just morphed into, okay, this is the subject we're going to tackle today. Um, I'm going to play the role of, a, of the member of the church. And, and you know, Jordan's going to explain his explanation. And it's basically going to be like me saying like, okay, this is what the church would say in this situation. And then he'd have a response for that. And we never, never like uh, did like any kind of like, how do I say, like pre, not preview, um, I never told him these these church explanations ahead of time. Really? Yeah. So his responses in those videos are like genuine. Just, you know, yeah, they're they're genuine. Wow, like, wow. I, yeah, we never practiced ahead of time or anything like that. So wow. like doing that, and it's really like 
not like hate him teaching me the Bible, but it's it's really him like um deprogramming. Again, yeah, kind of, kind of deprogramming yeah. in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, just so because again, I think it's very important to understand. I, I think there's two parts in you know deprogramming from this group. It's understanding you know like all the 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 physical stuff that the church tries to hide. And then you got all the why the doctrine is incorrect because the doctrine is what gets people to come back. Mm, yeah. Because every year for Passover, that's when they call people and they're right. like, "Hey, come and keep that's the Passover." True. And that's yeah, and 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 that's I mean, you you were a deaconess, so I'm sure you had a list of people you had to call, yeah. you know, every spring and say, "Hey, come back to the church. Here's Passover." And Passover was like, you know, the day that because like they always took pictures on Passover. Because uh-huh, that's the uh-huh. day where the church was the most filled or they had right. to like rent out like a like a bigger space right. because that's where most people would come and then you wouldn't see them again until the next Passover. That is so, so Passover, mentally that is so mentally messed up though because people are trying to get out and get deprogrammed and then we were sending like postcards and stuff to their houses like come yeah. to Passover. Or, or even going them. to their houses. Right. We would go visit or, them at their houses. Yeah. Or where they work. But yeah. you know what? They never came to visit me. They didn't want me to keep Passover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they actually they did the opposite. Well, for me, for me, <laughs> for me it's kinda of a little bit creepy. <laughs> but yeah. they did was because they didn't know where I lived because I had just moved. Um, But they knew where my sister lived. Um, And she lived in an apartment complex. And so I, so they actually, so before they came to my work, they had tried to find, they didn't know which apartment was my sister. They just knew the apartment complex. So they were driving around looking for my car. Oh Uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did they find you? Yeah, they found me at work. Yeah, they are relentless. But yeah, I, I mean, was one of those, like, you know, we're definitely, we've been oh, those me too. people that are out there searching and, you know, knocking on doors and yeah. trying to save their soul. So it's like, you know, yeah. you understand why they're yeah. doing what they're doing. And you also understand why they're making those awful comments. But at the same time, they are yeah. so awful and it is so hurtful. So it's oh, like, yeah. you know. I get more mad at the, the comments that are negative about the other people um then then about myself because i'm like like for me it honestly like if they say something to me like it honestly does not affect me it Mm -hmm. it really it really doesn't um but the ones that that really do make me angry are when they say something negative about jordan or they say Mm -hmm. something negative about you know jeremy or or anybody else um those are the ones that 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 really make me mad it's rude Um, i don't like that What's also what 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 is triggering? I would say the most triggering thing is is when we would do live videos, right? And a member would come on and they uh-huh. do that whole like, oh my gosh, the whole like, thanks to father and mother for allowing yeah. me to come on and speak the truth or something like that. I'm like, oh my god, this is so fake. Yeah. Like I know why they're doing it. I know the program to do it, but I'm like, oh my god, this is so fake. It's like and, it's like robotic. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, kind of scary. Another another thing though that has really gotten me is when uh, current members will pretend to be former members and reach out to me. Oh, has that happened to get like? Yes, yes, absolutely, Uh. absolutely. I had one, and I'm pretty good at detecting um, like if if somebody's really legit or not. Mm. Like I had one person reach out to me and they said, "I'm a former member. Um, I want to talk." and then um so i was like oh okay and then they told me that they were from the roman catholic church Tuh. and and i was like wait a minute oh that nobody was the biggest that, that was the biggest nobody 
who, what Catholic people do you know that says I'm from the Roman Catholic Church? Nobody, right? Yeah. Who says Roman Catholic Church? Oh, yeah. uh, the church yeah. that we belong to, right? Yeah. They see it like that. There's and definitely so, certain giveaways, like in their speech manner, yeah. that would give them away. Well, that yeah. is really rude for them to do that. Like, well, to so they did that. Before remember that is so rude. Yeah. Yeah, and I called them out on it, too. I called them out on it, and they kept messaging me, and I blocked them. And then they came on one of the lives, and um, and they were putting – because you guys can't – because our lives are done through Zoom, so, like, the people watching can't see the Zoom chat. But, like, the guy kept the, – the guy was on there, and he was muted, but he kept putting into the Zoom chat. He says, Kelsey, why did you block me? Why don't you answer my messages? I'm a former member. And so I was like – and I was like – there was this at the time that was the only person I had blocked. And so I was like, oh, well, and I said it on the, the air. And then, of course, he put in the, the Zoom chat, um, all hail, and then the church name. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, yep, yeah, do you remember? <laughs> oh my gosh. So Did you were you like, I that? told you. That's harassment. Stuff like that is harassing. Uh, and when you're trying to deprogram and get your, you know, all you're doing is just well, trying to help people and. And, and 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 it's it's just it, it's it's yes all I'm trying to do is help people and I'll talk to people I'll even I don't even care if they're in the church and they want right. to talk but the fact that they have to like do something sneaky like that right. really you know I'm not going to help somebody that's sneaky like that right. you're like and I'm so, open and being honest so you should be open yeah. and honest also and if you're the true church why do you need to do those things <laughs> yeah and that's not the only one I've I've had people like I know who have left the church and um you know i like they 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 would call me and they would say like you know that i'm done that they're done with the church that they just need somebody to talk to i would listen to them i one of the people i even went to um a group um uh, what is it like a group not a not kind of like a group therapy session but it's not therapy it's like a oh. just like you know a group talk a group of former cult members talking oh like a and so yeah, kind of like a support group because she, because that person had really wanted to go, mm. and I didn't, and I was like, okay, I'll go to support you, mm. and then, and then she was like messaging me on the side saying, can you ask this question, this question, so I was like, okay, and then, um, a few, and you know, a few months passed by, and I didn't hear from her, so I was like, hey, just checking in, seeing how you're doing, because she, this person was having a really tough time, mm. really tough time, and so I um, was just checking in, and this person didn't respond, and then I, um. And then uh, I had found out later that they uh, got sucked back into the church. Wow. And not only that, but when I contacted them, I, and, and, and I knew that. And so I messaged this person. I said, hey, like, if you're, you know, if you went back to the church, that's totally fine. I'm still here if you need anybody to listen to. Hope you're doing well. Just like that, right? Mm-hmm. I was just going to leave it like that. And if she wanted to contact me again, she can contact me again. Um, but then I found out she told the church. <laughs> Oh yeah, and not, and then, so I was like, okay, like you know, in, you know, if she if this person needs help, they could ask somebody else right. now. Yeah, right. and so you she know, can I hope, reach out when she's ready. Yeah, so I, I, so like, and that wasn't the the first time. The even before this person had left, um, I I was talking to this person while they were still in the church, and um, and at that time, like a rumor came out about me in the church that I was trying to break up marriages. Uh, um because yeah i was trying to i was trying to break up marriages and i and i messaged her i said this is absolutely false this is what happened here's all the messages that went that you know i sent through 
and um and then and then she was like well why don't you just talk to the missionary maybe he doesn't know i was like i'm not talking to the missionary he just made up rumors about me right. and told other people right. Right. I, said, I want you to know that this is fake and then she went and told the missionary wow and um and so i was like that that should have been the first red flag but then she left and then she went back to the church and i was like okay you know uh she's you know she needs help she could she can ask somebody else it's so hard it's and i think it's so common to go back because you know and when you go back how do you get in good graces by snitching on the people that helped you right Tony, tony and i tried to predict some of the rumors that they might start about her when we yeah, started really? getting this, yeah, so we we'll thought, like, happened. I wonder what they'll say. And then we we came up with a few. We're like, they'll probably, like, they could probably twist this and this and this. So. Yeah. Oh, I can only really imagine that. I, I don't know everything they've said about me, but I know a good portion. Um, but I know, like, when I had left, right as I was leaving the church, um, like, I had just kept, it was right after the, the autumn feast. And during that time, um, Lindsay, we have to be there at, like, Oh, I mean, 5 a.m., 8 p.m. every single day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on Sabbath days, I'd be there all day. And, like, it took, like, a really big mental toll on me, that last one I kept. Mm-hmm. And I, like, on the day, on the last and greatest day of the Feast of Tabernacles, I went to um, the doctor after the 5 a.m. service because, like, I literally felt like I was going to, like, pass out. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. what I felt like. And um, the doctor uh the doctor's like well what were you doing and i was like i've been at church every single day she's like she's like no that's extremely unhealthy and i said you don't understand <laughs> wow and so she, she gave me some you know a prescription for anxiety medicine mm. and um i had started taking it but like when i took it like because i don't usually take medication so like that one kind of like my mind was like convincing myself that <laughs> something was going wrong. Mm. And so like I told some of the members that I was like, the doctor gave me this, I've been taking it. So they knew, I, some of them knew that I was taking anxiety medicine. So I'm sure they probably- Used that. Said, yeah, use that. Cause they, they were definitely, at first they were definitely telling members that I was sick. Mm. That's, That's why I wasn't showing up. Wow. Yeah. And I so, had to get I, on anti-anxiety medication also afterwards. Yeah. But you know what? A church should not cause that kind of anxiety. <laughs> you it was, know? I mean, it's yeah, supposed it was, the church is supposed to make you feel good and make you feel better and instead it just leaves us with all these like PTSD symptoms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, but, it was like it was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Well, I think you guys are awesome rock stars for being where you are now. Yeah, thank you so much for everything you did, all the videos oh. and like for being brave, you know, and like even though they were like even on those lives they would you know sometimes be rude and stuff and you guys were always like so calm and like it just really proved you know which which one was real and which one wasn't you know what i mean did you see the did you see the one where we got hacked no oh man there was one there was one where this is where because because like towards the i mean we haven't done a live for a while but right this was when jordan was posting the link publicly and anybody could join jordan was still the gatekeeper and allowing people into the room but i mean he was allowing anybody into the room so we had one of the uh pretty i mean pretty prominently known former members Mm. in the chat um one who has like open litigation with them and she she was on the call and as soon as she popped into the call 
chaos just broke loose. Mm. I mean, the one person turned on their video. This was, I think, I can't, you know, I can't say with 100% certainty this was someone from the church. Mm. But it's very, very coincidental that as soon as she popped up, that's when craziness happened. Mm. Um, like someone came, someone came on, uh, tur- like had a background of like a big naked guy and was like just saying like all like you know show us your stuff (laughs) kelsey like weird sex stuff yeah (laughs) and it just popped up like it was yeah it was just it was it was very yes it popped up i mean jordan jordan you know banned him pretty quick but i mean so ever since then is this still on facebook or on uh yes it's on yes i don't i don't remember it's one of the live videos i have to watch them i like those ones is there a way to is there a way that you would want to send us a link to that or do you want us to keep that yeah no i can no i can i can Can we uh, add that to the show notes i I think i think for people who want to watch it and then they can also get it Kind of a sense of you and Jordan's like, like live videos. great light studios yeah. and yeah. and all that. Actually, if Jordan's gonna be our next that. guest, so that's gonna be really exciting to yeah. talk to him. If you don't mind yeah. us putting that link on there, I think people will probably yeah. gotta, enjoy it. Because that's crazy. That's is. totally what happened. Jeez. Allegedly. Yeah. Is that does that yeah. make sense? Well, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> it, it, it obviously was not a church member in there because I highly doubt a church member would show their face. Yeah. Right. But it's very very coincidental and also like great life studios i mean like i think you have to really be looking for them to find them yeah um i think because i think their community is you know christian based and then wms based. right yeah so unless you're looking you're probably not gonna find it so like the very moment she comes on that this happens it's highly coincidental but again i can't prove it yeah. But yeah. Let's see, these tactics are all used to, you know, scare people from speaking out and you know, from connecting. Well, it's just so they also, they also subpoenaed um Zoom and YouTube to get um a copy of all recordings that we've done. Oh, right. I've heard that. Yeah, I, I mean did. obviously YouTube was like no way. Yeah. Um and we and we made a video with uh, a lawyer about that one. But I mean, yeah, that's the kind of stuff because like that's the kind of stuff that they they do to to try to silence people. I mean, that's why we have billions of dollars. We don't give a f. Well, you're just yeah after you. We don't care about the cost. I mean, how many how many? I mean, we we people put so much money into this church. I mean, it's like they have they have money to waste, Mm -hmm. and so like that's why they'll you know. I mean, I'm not just saying them in particular, but um, you know organizations with that kind of money yeah what they'll do to, they, they try to silence people um they scare people with litigation to keep them silent and to take down their stuff right. yeah and don't so yeah I, a, lo- a lot of people a lot of organizations do that yeah. um it, even like dave ramsey does stuff like that yeah. and so um it's it's that's why a lot of people are afraid to speak out because they don't want to get sued yeah and so yeah. that's that's initially what made me afraid to speak out and um I, I can't even say with certainty that i'm still not afraid <laughs> yeah but you right. know but but to like me, what point do you feel like what like at some point you go i'm not gonna say anything that's not true that i couldn't just like prove or point to or like it's very openly true right yeah i, I mean that's why that's why i try to say say 
frequently than this, you know, my opinion, my experience. Because um, I mean, even within the church, my, you know, my experience is not necessarily the same as somebody else's. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, my experience, my opinion, and that's also why, you know, I try to stay uh, a lot more towards the doctrine portion. Yeah. Because they they can't they can't sue me for saying, you know, Passover is not the way to eternal life. Right. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, uh, and the more that you guys all hear from each other, though, I think is how you're piecing it together that like the stuff, the stuff done is intentional because across the country it's interesting though because have a similar right experience. even though we all have our own story right it's like we all have the same exact story yeah and we're all over the country and we're all over the world and we, we're having the well, same stories well the church does tell people that we talk and we we i mean this is again from my experience what i've been told is that the church tells people that um, we get together and we, you know, we we tell each other what to say. Oh, that's and that's why all our stories sound the same. Well, really? Oh my gosh, that's for weird. the record. Yeah. We've never talked to Kelsey like on the phone or anything. Yeah, yeah this is the first time we're speaking. Yeah, yeah, that is so that interesting. Is I never heard that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. not true, by the way. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Most of us, we didn't even know each other when we first started talking. Like, I saw Jeremy's video, but I didn't know Jeremy. Like. You know, a a lot of us didn't talk until after the video came out or after each person's videos come out. And then we get a hold of it. That's how we get a hold of each other. We'll post on their comment on their video. (laughs) That's why their only defense is to attack that, which they can't because we live in America. Yeah. Freedom of speech, baby. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Well, freedom of speech is, you know, a blessing and a curse because freedom of speech also, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, yeah, allows cults to thrive. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and so it's yeah. Their rumors are just they're ridiculous. <laughs> That's fascinating. And you know, one thing one thing that I had heard that I thought was pretty when I did go to that one group therapy session with the person who left. Yeah. The the guy leading it, he said something pretty profound to me. He said, you know, most people do not stay in cults forever. Mm-hmm. Eventually, most people will leave. Mm. and and that's uh maybe that's another thing i want to tell members who are still there is that most people will leave um it's just they have to leave on their really people have to leave on their own yeah they have to be ready themselves it's not really going to be you know it's it's not always you know us just showing a whole bunch of evidence right it's and, you know leaving the evidence out there and they can see it on their own kind of thing yeah. right. that's how we feel about this podcast like we don't really feel like we need to promote it or like spread it all over because we just feel like when people are ready and they need it, it'll be here for them. Yeah. And they can come find it if they need it. Like we don't feel this need to be like, let's like blast it on this website and do this and do this and do this. We're like, it's here. When people yeah. are looking for it, they'll find it. Yeah. And you I know, think people like that's what helps people leave is they start to do the research on their own. Hmm. They might not, maybe not necessarily about the church specifically, but about maybe cults and other groups and I know that's you know that's helped a lot of people too yeah right because you think that your experience is so unique and you think you're the true church but then when you look at the unification church and you look at you know the branch Davidians and you look at all the different ones and their doctrines are all so similar to what we believed you're like what it's so interesting 
but not only their doctrines, but their like group dynamics right. are so are so yeah. similar. Yeah. Like I mean, like when like for example, when you think about like the the Jim Jones cult, right? The People's yeah. Temple. Yeah. Like that. Okay, so like I'm not saying the our church was anything like them, or the our church would ever do anything like them. I just want right. to say that first. But <laughs> but any high demand group has the possibility of becoming reaching that level really. yes mm. and so like all they have to, i mean all what what's what's an occasion where everybody drinks and eats the same thing <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah. i'm not saying they would do that but i'm saying given enough time and power and you know depending on how the dynamics shift mm. any high demand group and then maybe not even religion um you know specific but any high demand group has the ability to be like that because I can tell you right now when I was a member anything anything that God the mother said to eat or drink I would have done it oh for sure anything yeah. she said to do I would have done it yeah like if like if I were in that case like I I would have done those things yeah you know totally. and so that's a scary part of like these high demand groups or cults is that like people are there's 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 you know, I wouldn't say necessarily everybody within the group, but I would say a lot of people within the group would be willing to do whatever the leader says. Yeah. And that's that's a powerful and scary dynamic. Yeah. Look at all the crazy things they made us do. They made us do flash mobs in the mall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so happy that because my church was too small. Oh. My Zion was too small. So they, they made us learn the dance, but we didn't actually have to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, how Tony sent me one of the videos. <laughs> Have you seen the video that Tony sent about the 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 like choreographed dance that's like international to all of the countries? I'll send it to you. Yeah, it? they made it. They made they made us. You know what? Because they posted it on YouTube, and I remember they made us go. They they told all of us to go to YouTube and watch it seven times a day. Oh my gosh! We had to so practice would, so much. It was strict. It was real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was like. It was real. It was uh, embarrassing. <laughs> but it's like you're, it's so interesting being out of it because you're continuously doing all these culty things, but you're like telling yourself that you're not in a cult. But you know oh, what yeah. I mean? You're just so disconnected from reality, you know? And that like so it's such a big deal that you have to practice this like dance move. Yeah, it's so silly. For this YouTube you're video. like, I have to, I can't go to work today. I got to practice this video. Yeah. This dance, yeah. you know? That's fascinating. So weird. Yeah. I mean, watching it from my end, it's a hilarious video. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so cringy. It is hilarious. Yeah, right? when, when, when some, well, yeah, I think Tony, when you had sent it, um like i i watched it again and i was like oh my god this is so embarrassing uh, <laughs> so what funny. the other people must have thought <laughs> yeah, so funny all oh right well you know we have we could talk forever we could talk know, all I'm day sure. we're gonna have you back on soon we're yeah. gonna have a, a good, if you uh, like it's up yeah. to you oh, yeah. oh of course well, you're course. coming back on kelsey <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me when and where, and I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. sounds cool. Like we got something cooking. We got something cooking in the hopefully a few weeks. So that'll be a fun one to have a kind of a group, a group chat with a bunch of us. So um, thank you so so much. I, your story was. Oh, thank you. Is there anything you want to throw out there, like anywhere people can reach you or? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, just uh, well, where can they reach me? Yeah, you can just send me an email. Um, yeah, and her videos are on YouTube. 
We'll, yeah. we'll post the link to that one video that got hacked. I'm, I want to watch that. Me so too. Yes, and that you send us that. I'll, I'll tell you the I'll tell you the timestamp. I'm pretty oh, sure it's like a good oh, that's a good video. Idea. Yeah. 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 But those, those videos are all very interesting. I recommend you guys watch them. They're they're really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll send like uh. I'll send you my email if you want to post my email. It's, yeah. uh, if you're comfortable with that, if you want, if you yeah. want to put it on there, okay. Yeah, I have one email for the for this purpose. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. perfect. So, That's a good idea. Yeah. So I don't mind giving this one out. Um, awesome. It's kw1710 at yahoo.com. So I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Thank you so, so much. We'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you. Okay. All right. Have a, have a great day. We'll see you. We'll talk to you in a few hopefully a week or two so you want to say the last boom baby for us boom baby (laughs) bye boom baby boom babe i said boom babe did it work no